You're highly welcome to the Precious People's Assembly for All Nations podcast, a place where we share God's word and empower you for your assignment in the marketplace, guided by Senior Pastor Sam Otenaki. Now, why don't you sit tight for today's sermon as we dig deep into the word and discover how to be God's representatives wherever we go. Just wave your hands to him. Indeed, is the way, the truth, and the life. And anyone that comes to him is able to save to the uttermost. Father, we are grateful to you. Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, Yeshua. Thank you because indeed is the way, the truth, and a life. No one follows him and get lost. Father, bring us back into alignment in the name of Jesus. Direct us onto the path of righteousness. Show us the path of life. Thank you, Father. There be any that are wallowing in the pit of hell. You have said this year will be a year of lifting up. Lift such out of the doldrums in the name of Jesus. Set their feet upon the rock to stay and lift them to a higher ground. In Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are grateful to God for tonight. Amen. And I'm trusting God that if you are the valley of decision, you will receive light. In the name of Jesus. You will not be lost with this decadent generation. But you will stand out by the power and the mercies of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Please, you may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. The week has been unusually hot. But you know, cold and winter, it makes them both. We cannot complain. Hallelujah. Is the God of the valley as much as is the God of the mountains. Whether it is cold or hot, all things will work together for your good. In the name of Jesus. Psalm 30, verses 1 to 7. By the grace of God, we'll be looking at, as we continue in our series, examining our watchword for the year, the year of turnaround. The subtopic, boasting in the Lord, which we started on Sunday. We'll be examining it into depth. There's so much to say about this mini-subject or sub-subject, boasting in the Lord. Psalm 30, we'll read from verses 1 to 7. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. 
Oh Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. Your voice will not meet with a still heaven this year. In the name of Jesus. I said the heavens will not be brass over you. Once you will speak and the Lord will hear you. And once he will speak and twice you will hear. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive. It's the way, the truth, and the life. It will show you the way out of every pit situation that you are in. And it will infuse his life into you. In the name of Jesus. Because it's the way, the truth, and the life. When you come in contact with the truth, you will locate the way out of any situation. Can I have an amen? Uh, many times the Bible says um, this truth sets free. When you come into contact with the truth, it has a way of releasing you from the bondage and the oppression of darkness. Because light always shines out of darkness. Hallelujah. So when you come in contact with the truth, is Jesus, Yeshua is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. Um, he will lift you out of every depth of decadence in the name of Jesus. Can I sound better? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read on verse 4. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. I'm sounding croaky. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. May you enjoy God's favor for life. In the name of Jesus. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. When I felt secured. Now in my prosperity I said. I shall never be moved. Lord by your favor you have made. My mountain stand strong. You hid your face. And I was troubled. Can you just remove this thing? Because it's really choking me. It's choking me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Better. It's better I don't hear it, but I'm hearing so much choking. Hallelujah. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face. And I was troubled. Let's read verse 7 in the New Living Translation. Your favor, O Lord, made me as secure as a mountain. Because favor secure your position. Secure your fruitfulness. And may it secure your prosperity. In the name of Jesus. Then you turned away from me. And I was shattered. May the presence of God never leave you this year. In the name of Jesus. 
Everywhere you go, his presence will go with you. In the name of Jesus. So we began to look at the subject, boasting in the Lord. Before now, we had given us a background into um, the life of David and how he came about this psalm that he sang during the dedication of his palace. And how God had favored him and the King Hiram of Tyre has, um, you know, came with all the materials, with all the masons, men, materials and resources to build him a palace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jeremiah chapter 9, the second text for this subtopic Jeremiah 9, 23-24 This is what the Lord says. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom or the powerful boast in their power or the rich boast in their riches. Hallelujah. Whether you are wise whether you have power and authority or whether you are rich, God says don't boast in any of them. For those who wish to boast, I love that. They should do what? Boast in this alone. That they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to the earth. And that I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. The Lord says, if you are going to boast, boast only in this, that you know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love who brings justice and righteousness to the earth, and that is in those things that he delights. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We gave us the definition of boast. We gave us the synonyms of boast, to brag, to vaunt, to crow. And we began to look at the reasons why and when men boast. Why do men boast? And when do they boast? We gave us about four or five things or reasons why men boast. Number one, we said to prove perceived superiority or to attempt to create admiration for themselves. They want to be admired. They want to be praised. They want to be appreciated. Or sometimes they just want to prove that they are superior to you so they engage in boasting. They engage in boasting. What do they boast about? The scriptures are clear. They boast in their wisdom. Some boast in their authority, their position. And then others boast in their riches. How many cars I have in my garage. They boast about how many houses they have. In how many nations of the world. Once upon a time, there was an MD of a bank in Nigeria. Forgive me, was a woman. 
And it was during the time of banking reforms. And this particular woman was removed from her post as the MD of a family bank that had transformed into a PLC. And there about 300, over 300 houses were seized from her, including majority in Dubai. How many of you remember? It's one of the biggest banks now. It was a family bank, and it was a woman. Very popular family at that. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Some boast in their power. Once upon a time, I heard of a young man who had a business card, and on the business card is written, the first son of the president. Hello? Can I have an amen? So what are they boasting in? In their power, we are in charge. Or the first lady of Nigeria. Or the first daughter of Nigeria. Or the friend of the president. Can I have an amen? All these I'm saying to you, they are no fables. They're truth. We have those who have card, and on their complimentary card, it's called friend of the president. Glory to God. They are boasting in their power. Let not the powerful boast in their power. Or the rich in their riches. Or let not the wise boast in their wisdom. What does a man have that he has not received? First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. And if you have received it, why then do you behave as if you brought it from heaven? As if you, you are the one that manufactured it for yourself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 4, 7. Let's read it together. Both. What, what gives you the right to make such a judgment? What do you have that God has not given you? Nothing. Including the life that you have in you. And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it was not a gift? So why do you need to boast? Because everything you have is from the Lord. By virtue of birth, by virtue of position, by virtue of you know, simply positioning yourself well, it's not your own making. Many of it, the divine providence of God, the signature of God is working anonymously on your behalf. Allowing you to be in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. Not because you are better, but it's the mercy, the favor, and the grace of God. What gives us such a right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Second reason we gave us is the fact that why and when men boast, that they try to make you insecure about yourself. Whereas, they are the ones who are insecure and they are only trying to project their insecurity onto you. Glory to God. If you check out most people that boast, believe you me, the Englishman has said it all. Empty barrels make the most noise. So because they are at nothing, because they have nothing, tangible, so they try to project their insecurity onto you. And that's why they boast. Not because they have something, but because they are empty. So in order for them, 
for you not to know that they are empty, they will project their insecurity onto you and begin to make you feel bad. Whereas, a bad irony, lies. Hallelujah. Thirdly, we said to showcase their accomplishments. Yes, they have been helped. Yes, they have been favored. But they just want to showcase their accomplishments. Not because they are attributing it to God, but to themselves. To what they have been able to achieve. Hallelujah. And number four, we said, because they trust in themselves, their possessions, and their ability, which gives them a false sense of security. The only one that never changes is God. You can have the whole house, this whole hall full of dollars and pounds. It can develop wings overnight and disappear. Can become wasted. But God never changes. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about those who trust in themselves. Please give me Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter number 7. Hallelujah. Those who trust in themselves. We must not be like those who trust in ourselves. Jeremiah, did I say seven? Seventeen. Jeremiah seventeen, let's read verse five. We'll read verses five to eight. We must never be like those who put our trust in ourselves. They are boasters. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in who? Mere humans. They rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. The moment you begin to trust in your riches, trust in your powers, trust in your position and authority, your heart is away from the Lord. Your heart is automatically turned away from the Lord. Verse 6, we are reading to verse 8. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert. What's a stunted shrub? It will grow to a stage and then it will plateau. With no hope for the future. That which they are boasting in is all they will get. No hope for the future. Because they have turned their heart away from the God who was the same yesterday and today and will be forevermore. So that which they have is what they are going to be left with. And by the time they finish spending it, there's no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. Kalarapashataya. Uninhabited salty land. That's a land that is doomed that there will be no fruitfulness. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and what? Confidence. They may not have it now, but they are spending from the pocket of Jehovah. Hallelujah. They know God is going to come true for them. Their trust is in the Lord. 
It says, blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. Compare them to the stunted shrubs of the wilderness. They are like trees that are planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the waters. Such trees are what? They are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought because they are rooted firmly in the Lord. Their trust, their hope, their confidence, their future is guaranteed in the Lord. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Can I have an amen? May your heart begin to trust in the Lord like never before. In the name of Jesus. May you never have cause to trust in your powers, in your certificates, in your positions of authority, or your wealth, or your riches, or even your wisdom. In the name of Jesus. Men boast because they trust in themselves. Because they trust in themselves. Forgetting that those who trust in themselves have no hope. There's no future guaranteed for them. They are guaranteed of today. That's why they are boasting. But their future is not guaranteed. May that never be our portion. In the name of Jesus. We gave us these four reasons and began and then proceeded to look at an example. In Jeremiah chapter 49. Example of the Ammonites who boasted of their valleys that were so fruitful they felt it was their fruitful valleys that gave them protection from the enemies. They felt secured from invasion because their people lived in inaccessible regions and they had great wealth. Their land was fruitful and prosperous. Jeremiah chapter 9, we'll begin to read from verse 1. Jeremiah 49. Hallelujah. Let's read the New King James. Against the Ammonites, thus says the Lord, has Israel no sons? Has he no hair? Why then does Milcom inherit God and his people dwell in its cities? Hallelujah. We are going to camp around just these today and dive deep into the word of God. As Israel no sons, as he no hair, why then does Milcom inherit God and his people dwell in his cities? And we said to us that if we take sons to hold on to the blessings of God over our lives, over our families, over our heritages and over our nation. It will take sons. It will take sons. And sons are matured children who have grown in stature, who have grown in the spirit. Hallelujah. And no wonder our mission is raising sons who establish the kingdom of God in their marketplaces. You cannot survive the forces of the marketplace if you are not a son. Can I have an amen? If you have not received the spirit of sonship 
Whereby we cry, Abba Father. The marketplace is not a place for children. The marketplace is a place of intense spiritual activity. It's not a place for children. It's not a place for babes. As Israel knows sons, if there are sons, matured sons, sons take responsibility. Sons are ready to stand in place of their fathers and their mothers. Sons, they take responsibility. When the father is not at home, the son takes responsibility. You see a man or a woman who refuses to take responsibility, either in the marketplace, in the office, in the civil service, public service, in church, in a company, in a fellowship, those are immature children. Can I have an amen? It takes sons. It takes those who have the spirit of sonship, whereby they are able to say, Abba, Father. They recognize that God is their father. He has invested in them. And they are ready to take responsibility. It takes sons. Marriage is not for boys. And no wonder today you have many marriages crashing, unfortunately. It's so rampant these days. Is it among the celebrities? Even among the non-celebrities? Two years, three years, four years. And they start putting themselves in the public space, in social media. This is the reason why we have, uh, we have divorced. Why we are now separated. What's that? Immaturity. They lack the spirit of sonship. Hallelujah. It's not for, bo- it's not for babes. They are not matured. Check out Isaac. Hallelujah. Let's start with Father Abraham. Mama Sarai said, go in to my maid. She's our property. We have bought her. Hagar. She's an Egyptian. She's our bonded slave. Go into her. We give her to her, to you. Just, maybe she will produce a child for us. And Papa Sarah, uh, Papa Abraham, Abraham consented. And no sooner did she conceive what happened. She began to despise her mistress. Glory to God. And the fight became so much, Mama Sarah demanded she should be packed out or sent out. And what did Abraham do? He was angry, he was livid. But thank God for the spirit of sonship. And then God said, You better listen to her. Can I have an amen? It takes a matured man to work with the Lord. Because the natural man, the immature man will say, look, woman, this is your problem, you solve it. I didn't create this problem. You are the one who brought the suggestion. I'm ready to wait on the Lord. Whether it is 30 years, I'm ready to wait. You are the stupid woman who brought this upon me. So you fix it. But he had grown. Hallelujah. He had no choice than to obey God. He packed a bottle of water and packed some food and gave it to Hagar. Oh yeah, you are your pregnancy. Go. I can imagine how sad Abraham would be. Looking at his fruits. Go anyway. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaac. It will take a lot of maturity for you not to have seen a woman before. And they bring her to you. 
And then you take her and enter into your mama's chambers and you begin to love her. Can I have an amen? Somebody say blind date. That one a blind date. Is that not what they call it? Blind marriage. Because you don't know who the bride is. You have never seen her before. Because your servants that went to get her have found a bride for you and then they bring her and you accept her wholeheartedly. For 20 years she was not pregnant. Mama Rebecca was not pregnant for how many years? 20 years! It will take a matured son to stick to a woman you never saw before, whether she had crocrop or face or pimples, whatever, and then you just take her and begin to love her. Listen, friends, marriage begins, or love begins after marriage. Can I have an amen? Say, oh, love, one thing, thing, eh, eh, all that is infatuation. It's when you get married that we will know whether you love her or not. By the time you sleep together for one night and the way he is snoring like toad and you are not able to sleep overnight, you will know whether you really love her. Can I have an amen? Or you are sleeping and she's using leg to kick you like kickboxing and virtually push you off the bed and you fall down and you wake up, maybe you have a swollen head, you will know whether you really love her. Can I have an amen? amen. Will the mother say amen? amen? Have you been pushed off the bed before? Glory to God. What am I saying? It takes maturity. It takes maturity. To be able to, you know, hold on to your inheritance, either in your family or in business or in your public service in any area or, or your spheres of life. It takes you being matured. Has Israel no sons? Has he no hair? Why then does this uncircumcised Philistine keep harassing the whole of Israel? Look at Eliab. Look at Abinadab. Look at all the big guys. They are six-footer. I've gone now to David in First Samuel. Look at Saul himself. There was no one that was as tall as Saul in the whole of Israel. The most handsome, six-footer, broad-shouldered, handsome guy. And he was made king. And yet, he was an immature folk. Hallelujah. And look at all those he has recruited. The best of the best from every family was recruited to him. He had an army of the best of the best. And yet they were all omobota, spoiled children, immature children. And one simple Goliath, none of them could confront. Can I have an amen? So this maturity is not about age. Because David was the youngest in his father's house. The first three, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shimei, they, they, they were there recruited into Saul's army because of their age, because of their physique, because of their perceived maturity. And yet, if you take the youngest, the youngest lad, who was just a teenager, who ordinarily was not qualified, but had been trained in the wilderness, where the lion came at our father's sheep, I took all of it, and I tore his jaw. When the, that's what maturity is. Has Israel no sons? 
Has he no hair? Why then does this uncircumcised Philistine keep troubling us? Why then does Milcom inherit our land? His people dwell in his cities. Shout hallelujah. May you grow up into maturity. In the name of Jesus. In every realm. If we are going to take a stand for our Lord, we must become matured. Go with me to Ecclesiastes. Chapter number 10. Let's dive into this issue. Has Israel no sons? Has he no hair? Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 16 to 17. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning. Hallelujah. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child. What a shame. When the king of any land when the head of any land, either a family or a business or an enterprise, an NGO, whatever it is, when the head of that organization is immature and is a child, the Bible declares a sorrow, a woe on that land. Glory to God. And your princes feast in the morning. That is a metaphor. The whole statement is a metaphor. Woe to your land when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning. Hallelujah. Let, give me the message of just verse 16. We'll go to the next one. Unlucky is the land whose king is a young pop and whose princes parry all night. Hallelujah. That land is unlucky. Nigeria has been unlucky. Glory to God. When your princes are partying all night, they are feasting in the morning, when the morning time is the time they should be devoted to governance. Since unlucky is such a land. If there's anything that is lacking in this great land of the Lord, it is what we all know as leadership. Unlucky is a land. Unlucky. How unlucky Nigeria has been. And I've had folks say, look, guys, how can you say you're unlucky? You have oil. You have solid minerals. You have uranium. You have, name all the commercial minerals. You have gold. You have diamond. We have cobalt. All the 36 states of Nigeria. There is none that does not have one solid mineral or the other. Look at what is taking place in the northwest, Zamfara, and Kebi, part of Sokoto, part of um, all of those states. Illegal mining. We hear that helicopters drop ammunition for these folks. The Chinese are there doing illegal mining, being covered by Personnel, security personnel, we don't know where they are coming from. Hallelujah. I've had the joke, you may have had the joke, 
that how can God bless Nigeria with all of these vast resources and then come and give us a good leader? Say, God will be partial. But you know what? We are just going to enter into that realm of partiality because God will favor Nigeria. I say, God will favor our land in the name of Jesus. Can a nation be born in one day? Yes. It's possible. It's possible. Nigeria will experience a miracle. In the name of Jesus. The nation of Israel was born in one day. Year 1948. Nobody gave her a chance. But God turned around her captivity. The Lord will turn around the captivity of Nigeria in the name of Jesus. This is not external captivity, but internal captivity. Unlucky is the land. Give me verses 16 and 17 together. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child. A metaphor for immaturity. And your princes feast in the morning. Blessed are you, O land, when your king is the son of nobles. Has Israel no son? Has he no heir? Blessed is the land whose king is the son of nobles and your princes feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. They are matured. They know the right things to do at the right time. They know the right investments to make. They know how to put the round pegs in the round holes. They know how to put the best of the, the best in the right positions to harness our collective resources. Know how to feast at the proper time. Hallelujah. Let's read the message, 16 and 17. Unlucky is the land whose king is a young pop. And whose princes parry all night. Lucky the land whose king is what? Matured. That's the word. Whose king is matured. Where the princes behave themselves and they don't drink themselves silly. Hallelujah. Give me another translation of your choice. Let's read it again. What sorrow for the land that is ruled by his servants. What sorrow? The land whose leaders feast in the morning. Or happy is the land whose king is a noble leader. And whose leaders feast at the proper time to gain strength for their work and not to get drunk. A level-headed how many of you have read from third world to first? The story of Singapore, written by Lee Kuan Yee. Please go get it and read it. In 1965 or 66, they came for a conference in Lagos, Federal Palace Hotel. They first started with Ghana, did some three days in Ghana, then they all moved to Nigeria. He said, when he saw Nigeria's Minister of Finance, Okoti Ebo, coming. And the Maziman showed up. There will be ladies carrying her, his robe. He's an Urobu man. So we carry those robes. Hello? You know, like they do for wedding dresses. 
somebody carrying it. The train is about six meters. So the guy is going, and then somebody is carrying those ropes. Some people, not one person, carrying those ropes and following him. It says, when the man entered the room, was discussing with him about you know, a rubber business they were to do and how he wanted some things for himself. He's described in the book. I'm not telling you a fable. He said he shook his head that there is no hope for this country. 1965-66. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? He said he knew. He concluded. Nigeria and Singapore, Malaysia were all at par. Today, the country with the highest GDP in the world is Singapore. Over $50,000 per capita. In other words, if they divide all the assets of Singapore by the population, that's what gross domestic product means per capita. Every Singaporean is worth over $50,000. Do you know what your own is? Can you punch the latest figures and give me our GDP today? Maybe it will be about $1,700 or less. Please, somebody should punch it and let me know. GDP. They divide all our assets by our population. He foresaw it. So when the people begin to behave this way, they are not eating at the proper time. They are not behaving well. Hallelujah. See me after the service. Hallelujah. Do you understand? What's it? Can you give me the figure? Huh? Two thousand, two thousand five hundred, two thousand and sixty-five. The thing don't come up smaller. I hope say no be mefi voodoo then take them. As at twenty twenty, twenty twenty-one. So there's no figure for twenty-two. Okay, two thousand and sixty-five. Check Singapore zone today. That's what we are talking about. Sorrow for the land that is ruled by his servants. Land whose leaders feast in the morning. Aha, there you go. 72,000. Thank you. I was quoting 2019 figures. 72,000. Which country has the highest GDP in the world? So friends, what are we saying? It's good for you. Familiarize yourself with these things. Let them stimulate you. Let them purge you on. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So what are we saying, friends? You cannot afford to have a child as a king. Children are immatured. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Give me 1 Kings chapter 3, verse number 7. Children, they lack direction. They don't know the right way to go. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 7. Now, you remember the story of King Solomon and the Lord, when the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And asked him to make a choice. What do you want? Give him a blank check. After he had offered sacrifices to the Lord. 
Hear what Solomon said. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or what? Or come in. Children, they lack direction. They need guidance. They need to be guided on where to go, where not to go. What to invest in, what not to invest in. I do not know how to go out or come in. Give it to us in the message or NLT. I am too young for this, a mere child. I don't know the ropes. Hardly know the ins and outs of this job. That's a lot of children. They don't know the ropes. They are still trying to learn the ropes. I'm like a little child who doesn't know his way around. Hallelujah. They take time to know their way around. Characteristics of children. Give me Second Chronicles 13. Second Chronicles 13, verse number 7. We can read from verse 5 to 7. Let's see what happened to Solomon's son, Rehoboam. Rehoboam, Second Chronicles 13, verse 7. Is there no son in Israel? As Israel, no sons, no heir? Glory to God. Let's read from verse 5. The chronicle was chronicling what happened. Should you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave the dominion over Israel to David forever, to him and his sons, by covenant of salt? Yet, Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, rose up and rebelled against the Lord, against his Lord, that is Solomon. Then, worthless rogues, gathered to him. That's to Jeroboam. He was a usurper. And strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was what? what? Can we read it together? When Rehoboam was young and and could not so usurpers, worthless rogues, they gathered themselves and strengthened themselves against Rehoboam because he was young. He was inexperienced and he could not withstand them. It would take sons to be able to keep their inheritance from the Lord. It would take sons to be able to keep their homes. It would take sons to be able to keep and occupy their positions. And keep their territory under control for the Lord. Can I have an amen? He was young and inexperienced and could not withstand them. Therefore, worthless rogues, area boys, they did what they gathered themselves to him and strengthened themselves against him. Please go and get the tapes from October till December of 2017 when I taught on spiritual militancy. Can I have an amen? How many of you are here? Your hands. Please go get this series. Pastor Vincent, please, let's publish them. Spiritual militancy. You must become a spiritual militant. You want to secure your position, secure your inheritance? No, you must become a son. You must become a son. Can I have an amen? Has Israel no son? 
Has he no hair? How come milk come as taking over the land? And taking over the cities? Today we can project that to today. But before we get there, we can project that to today. And see what is taking place. As Israel, no son, where are the sons in the land? Where are the genuine sons of God? The Bible says in Romans 8, 19, the earnest expectation of the creature is waiting for the manifestation of the sons. If there are enough sons in Nigeria, we should not be where we are. Can I have an amen? We should not. But the sons have abdicated and they have left the field for the rogues in various levels of governance, in various institutions of government. Worthless rogues is what we read. They've gathered themselves and strengthened themselves against the son of Solomon, Rehoboam, because he was young and inexperienced. Shout hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Sometimes, the immaturity is not as a result of the fact that the kings want to just be children. Sometimes it's as a result of punishment from God. Hello? Can I have an amen? It's as a result of the punishment of the Lord over his people. Technology, have we gotten ESV now? Okay, if not, no, no wahala. Just make sure you get ESV before Sunday for me. Hallelujah. Let me read to you from the book of Isaiah. I need to establish this for us. But sometimes this phenomenon is as a result of punishment. When God begins to give you, you just have leaders that are children who feast in the morning, who don't know how to behave, who don't know what to do. Sometimes it's as a result of the punishment of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Okay. Okay. So, the book of Isaiah, chapter 1. Isaiah, chapter 1. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah 1, Jotham 2, Ahaz 3, Ezekiah 4, and then kings of Judah. So it was the rule or the, you know, the prophetic timing of Isaiah spanned over four kings of Israel and various corresponding kings of Judah. I wanted to read to you the commentary. Hallelujah. So you know, Israel kept rising and they kept falling. They will rise, they will fall. They will rise, they will misbehave, they will fall. They will rise, they will misbehave, and they will fall. And God gave a prophecy against them. Let's continue to read. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children and they have rebelled against me. 
The ox knows his owner and the donkey is master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people do not consider. Alas, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children who are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away backward. They've turned their back against the Lord. Why should we be stricken again? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is what? Sick and the whole heart. Is that not describing our nation? From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it. The candidate was speaking in Calabar and said, they don't think. How can they allow dollar to rise from 200 to 800? They don't know how to think. I said, this man is prophesying. Hallelujah. Did you see the video? Or am I the only one that saw it? I'm only saying what I saw in the video. And I'm reading the word of God. Hallelujah. Go back to verse 5. Glory to God. It says you will revolt. The whole head is what? Sick. And the whole heart faints. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed or bound up or soothed with ointments. Your country is desolate. Your cities are born with fire. Strangers devour your land in your presence. And it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. How many of you know that the foreigners are the ones milking this country? Yes. That's not fulfilling the prophecy. Strangers devouring our land. You carry your briefcase with a, in India or Lebanese or Israeli. They will give him the job over and above you. Strangers devouring our land. Hallelujah. This phenomenon will be reversed. As if now the Chinese are playing big time. They are there trying to displace everybody. From frying pan to fire. Next verse. So the daughter of Zion is left as a booth in a vineyard. As a hut in a garden of cucumbers. As a besieged city. Unless the Lord of hosts had left us, left to us a very small remnant, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been made like what? Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me? Says the Lord. I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or goats. He's tired of our offerings. He's tired of our multiple churches all over the places and making no mark. When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand to trample my courts? Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. Prayers, incense. The new moons, the sabbaths, the calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meetings. We call them by whatever name. WWW conference. 
KBS. We call them all manners of names that we give. Don't you know? Weary of bearing them. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will do what? I will hide my face from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason. If you are able to do those things, then you can come and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they, will be we- they shall be as wool. If you are willing and what? Obedient. You shall eat the good of the land. He is not interested in our sacrifices. What he wants is our obedience. He wants us to act right. He wants us to follow justice, righteousness, peace. That's what he wants. Not to misbehave and commit evil and bring a fat offering before the Lord. They will be like an abomination before him. They are willing and obedient. You shall eat the good of the land. Read on. But if you refuse and you rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Jump to verse 20, 21. Let's read to 26. How the faithful city has become a harlot. It was full of justice. Righteousness lodged in it. But now, murderers. Your silver has become dross. Your wine mixed with what? Your princes are a company of thieves. That's what they are. The princes gallivanting as leaders. Everyone loves and follows after rewards. Is that not the case? From gate man to big man to MD. Everybody loves bribes. When you don't give, they are looking at you. Are you going to change your mind? Or you want to get to a corner? If you don't give, they are like... And follows after rewards. They do not defend the fatherless. Nor does the cause of the widow come before them. Therefore, the Lord says, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will rid myself of my adversaries and take the vengeance on my enemies. I will turn my hand against you and thoroughly purge away your dross and take away all your alloy. Alloy is what? What is an alloy? Come on, chemistry guys. Mixture of two metals. A compound, when you mix two metals, strengthen it. What they use to make plain is an alloy. Aluminium and some alloys. Hallelujah. It's called mixture. God does not like mixture. You cannot serve God and serve Milcom. You cannot serve God and serve Ashtoreth. You cannot bow down to God and still have a Baba prophet somewhere that is calling upon familiar spirits. God hates mixtures. Take away all your alloy. I will restore your judges as at the first and your counselors as at the beginning. I thought that we have an amen. Afterward, it shall be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. So shall it be for Nigeria. May there be a purging. May the judgment of the Lord come upon our land and purge her of all unrighteousness and restore 
us back to the city of righteousness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And continue in chapter 2 and read to the end. But jump to chapter 3 for me and go straight to verses 4 and 5. So he continues read. Keep reading it. You see Nigeria so clear there. But let's go to chapter 3. It's the same theme. I will give children to be their princes. And babes shall what? And the people will be everyone by another. And everyone by his neighbor. The child will be insolent towards the elder. And the base towards the honorable. Is that not what we are seeing now? Do you know some parents cannot talk to their children again? Say, so what are you saying, ma'am? Papa, what are you saying? Please, 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 my children, that's in your time. This is now our time. They call themselves Gen Z. Mm. The child will be insolent towards the elder and the base towards the honorable. Jump to verse 12. So sometimes it's as a result of the punishment of the Lord that you have the kings becoming children. Verse 12. My people, as for my people, children are there and women rule over them. Oh, my people, those who lead you cause you to err and destroy the way of your paths. The judgment of God coming upon us. Hallelujah. So what am I saying, friends? Woe unto a land whose king is a child. Sometimes it can be because they have refused to grow up as sons. They have refused to be spirit-filled. They have refused to be innovative, world-class solution providers. But sometimes also it can be as a result of a punishment from the Lord. Hallelujah. But is there a remedy for it? Yes, there's a remedy. We read that remedy in Isaiah chapter 1, those closing verses. It says, we should come, let us reason together. Give me Isaiah 1.18. It says, come, let's reason together. We begin to reason together. It says, though our sin be as red as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Can I have an amen? May the Lord have mercy upon our nation in the name of Jesus. The prophet Jeremiah lamented, as Israel no son, as he no hair, how come Milcom has taken over God and is dwelling in his cities? It's time for us to rise up as sons. It's, right, it's time for us to grow up as matured adults. Do you know that this phenomenon is so common these days? Mechanics, you have mechanics that are quacks. They have refused to become sons. You have tailors that are quacks. You buy your expensive dress, you give them, they will spoil it for you. You'll be sad. Amen? I said you will be sad. Expensive clothes, you buy it and give them, they will spoil it for you. You have masons. They will help you to mortar your house. Give it three months. It has started cracking. You do your POP. Let it just be one season. You already see cracked lines. Because people, there are no sons in Israel. 
They have refused to grow up. They know they do freedom again. They do for six months. They don't laugh finish. They go to Abuja. When they reach Abuja, they say, I'm a POP man. I'm a plumber. I'm an electrician. Has Israel no sons? That's to the extent to which even the trades have been affected. Are you talking of doctors who know nothing? As you are counseling with them in the consulting room, they are checking Google. They are checking their phone. How many of you have experienced that? They know nothing. As they are counseling with you, doctor is checking his phone to Google and using Google to counsel you. Okay, they just write all their nonsense writing and then prescribe some things there. But there are no sons in Israel. That's the extent of the decadence that we have gone. In every sector, health sector, engineering sector, tailoring, barbing, any sector, people have refused to become sons. They have refused to grow. They have refused to learn the trade properly. They are not ready to pay the price. This evening, God is challenging you. Will you rise up to be a son? Will you rise up to imbibe the spirit of adoption whereby we are able to say, Abba Father, in your field, will you learn your trade well so that you can use it to change our country? Listen, some people are installing fiber. They are installing fiber in one office. Fiber optics. And they just put the cable on the gate, by the gate. So when cars are passing, they put it on the gate, inside a pipe, and just put, you know, sand, cement. They just mix it and put it. It never reached two months or three months. The cable is already exposed. Fiber optics cable. They cannot dig down. The regulation says at least one foot, 300 mm. No digging. They just put it there and put cement on top of it and cars are passing over it. No sons. The spirit of sons are lacking. In every trade, in every sector, that is the world we are in. But God will turn our fortunes around. But he wants to start with you. He wants you to rise up and become a son. Let's rise up on our feet and lift up our voices to God and pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woe unto that land whose king is a child. I'd like you to pray for yourself. I don't know what area you know your field, you know your sphere of influence, you know whether you are a son or not. For the young men and young women growing up, our mission is to raise sons who establish the kingdom of God in their marketplaces. You cannot be established if you are not a son. Whatever field you are operating in, you will only rise for a short while and may our star not die before his time. In the name of Jesus. I want you to talk to God tonight. Talk to him about yourself. I'm talking about you. God is talking about you, not any other person. It's you, 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 you. God is concerned about you. Lord, help me to grow up to become a son in the name of Jesus. In my field, help me to become a son. The spirit of sonship is no gender. I'm talking of the spirit of sonship, the spirit of maturity, that I will grow mature. In my field, I will be a subject matter expert. In my trade, I will learn and do freedom. I will know it. I will master my stuff. Help me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Are you a driver? Are you a good driver? Do you know the signs? Do you know the road signs? Look, lift up your voice and call upon God. And it will help you to imbibe the spirit of sonship. Whatever area you are operating in, 
whatever your sphere of influence is it the mountain of education are you a teacher oh yes are you teaching with google do you take time to prepare your market your, your work scheme do you pray, take time to prepare your work scheme to prepare your syllabus in every sphere of our influence god wants us to rise up as sons lift up your voice and pray for yourself god is concerned about you if you're only looking for a man Ezekiel 22, 30 is only looking for just one man. If you can find a man and believe you me, let him find you in your own sphere of influence. Be ready to stand for God. Be ready to say, yes, Lord, here I am. In the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to grow up as sons. To grow up in maturity. To grow up in maturity. In our fields, in our spheres of influence. In our field of business. In our various endeavors. Help us to grow up in maturity. The things we do not know. Teach us, Lord. Teach us, Lord. Teach us, Lord. The skills we need to learn. Teach us, Lord. The wisdom that we need. Teach us, Lord. The physical skills we need. The mental skills we need. Lord, teach us, Lord. Mengo la rababa se pro kababa zegata ngeleria pasa pro kapasekata Oh malaria pasa braka shekataria zenderia basakata tabakaraba shekete God will make our way We're going to take that song and you're going to pray that song into your own life that God will make a way for you to become a son in your field of expertise in your sphere of influence that God will make a way for you. It's never too late. Perhaps you are still a child. Perhaps you are still a child in that trade that God will make a way for you to become a son in the name of Jesus. Oh, closely to His With love and strength for His children that God will make a way for you to become a son in your spirit, your spirit of influence yes Lord when there seems to be no way he walks in ways we cannot see Guide on the right path. Hold me closely to inside. With love and strength for each new day, He will make a way. He will make a way. Father, make a way for your people in the name of Jesus. 
that which we do not know, teach us. Make a way for us. Lead us even in your path of righteousness. And help us to become sons indeed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And the people of God say, let's put our hands together for Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's take a few questions, if you have any. I hope you got the gist of that reloading. We must grow up as sons. That is the expectation of God. We can't afford to remain children. Woe unto the land whose king is a child and whose princes feast in the morning. Blessed is that land whose king is a son of nobles and whose princes feast at a proper time. They behave properly. Hallelujah. So we take two or three questions and then we draw the curtain tonight. Hallelujah. Welcome to the month of February. As you have made it past the first month, you will conquer February as well. In the name of you and your household, you will conquer February. Amen. None of your bones shall go missing. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I will set our face like a flint towards December 31st. And the Lord will preserve and keep us all till then. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. What are friends for? January, the, February the 19th. Sunday, February the 19th. Is the date for our, what are friends for? Hallelujah. So begin to prepare your hearts. Those friends you want God to save their lives. <clears throat> Those friends you are praying God, believing God for the foundation of their souls. Begin to pray over them. Begin to trust God for the salvation of their souls. Hallelujah. The Lord will hear and honor your prayers in Jesus' name. Any questions? Anyone has any questions? Amen. If there is none, shall we package our offerings? Hallelujah. Shall we package our offerings tonight? Praise God forevermore. God is good. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we are grateful to you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for the grace you have given us. We thank you for your loving kindness. Lord, let our offerings be acceptable in your sight in Jesus' name. As we bring our tithes into your storehouse, let them find acceptance before you. In the name of Jesus. 
May these offerings and tithes never be lame before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name you have prayed. Rebuke the devourer for our sakes. Say, Lord, rebuke the devourer for our sakes. In every facet of our lives, rebuke the devourer for our sakes. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Because you will cause us to walk in abundance. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Shall we put our hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. Please be vigilant. And make sure you are vigilant in this season. The politics time is always a very deadly time in Nigeria. Yesterday, a convoy of the governor of your state was attacked. And my friend, their friend of mine and classmate, who was on that convoy running for the your South Senatorial candidature, I was reading the news and I had to call him today. Hey, boy, where are you? I couldn't reach him. I got his wife. And thank God that he's safe. Hallelujah. They are finishing the city where they were, going to the next town, and then hoodlums barricaded and started demanding for money. Before you know it, it degenerated. But thank God that they were saved. Hallelujah. So let's be careful. Let's be vigilant. Let's be vigilant. And I trust God that His grace will keep watch. His grace will be sufficient over us all in Jesus' name. None of us will be a victim of this season. But instead, we'll be more than conquerors. In Jesus' name. You will not die other people's death. You will not be in the wrong place at the wrong time. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet as we draw the curtain tonight. Glory to God. Just wave those hands to the Lord and just thank Him. Appreciate Him. Tonight, if you've taken nothing away from this message, you must make up your mind to grow as a son. You must make up your mind. And please, I've pleaded with the pastor in charge of technology. Please ensure that you help us pull out those messages on spiritual militancy. Bury yourself in them. You must become a spiritual militant. You can't afford to just be a child. You must grow up in the spirit. Raising highly skilled people that are matured in their trade, matured in their businesses, matured in their field of endeavors. And then they are spirit-filled, filled with the spirit of God. They are not pushovers. The devil can't push you over. No, no, no. They can't push you over. And are you a master of your trade? And you are spirit-filled? Without any doubt, you become innovative. Because the spirit of God is the spirit of newness. Hallelujah. If any man be in Christ, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When you have the Holy Spirit, newness is part of your DNA. Innovativeness is part of your DNA. Creativity is part of your DNA. Hallelujah. And then you become a world-class solution provider. Hallelujah. That will be your lot and portion this year. You will step into that 
level of maturity where you become a solution provider for your, for your environment. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, as we live tonight, let the essence of your spirit go with us. In the name of Jesus. Help us. Indeed, let your hand be mighty over us. In the name of Jesus. Father, we trust you that we'll be at the right place at the right time. Your word says that time and chance happens to them. That we should not boast in our riches. Neither should we boast in our wealth or wisdom. Neither should we boast in our power or positions. But if anyone will boast, they should boast that they know you, that they understand you. Father, that you are God that exercises loving kindness, unfailing love, who exercises justice and righteousness. Father, let this be bathed in our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Help us to know you the more. In the name of Jesus. And let our boast be in the fact that we know you. Let our confidence be in you. Let our future be in you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And we have come to the end of yet another intriguing session of the PPA Fan Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has touched your heart and inspired you to be a light in your marketplace. So, in order to stay connected and access more empowering content, kindly visit our website at ppfan.org. Now always remember, you are a citizen of heaven and God's ambassador here on earth. May God's love and grace guide you in all your endeavors. Until next time, goodbye and God bless.